0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith.
1: When we come into the presence of God, our trials are transformed into a means of grace in our lives. Rather than destroying us, God uses them to redeem us. The problems that you have in your life, when you submit them to God, they'll not destroy you but refine you. They'll not break you but they'll build you.
0: Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. What do we do when we suffer loss? We can either run from God or we can submit to God and run into His presence. In Pastor Ed's message, he shows us that David recovers from his losses by finding strength in God. In God's presence, David experiences his trials transformed into a means of grace because God redeems them. Sometimes we need to be reminded that God hasn't withheld His promises, but we just need to recall them. What promise is giving you the strength for your journey today? Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith.
1: Samuel chapter 30, beginning to read with verse 1 of 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now when David and his men came to Ziglag, on the third day the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziglag, and they overcame Ziglag and burned it with fire, and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great, They killed no one, but they carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came from the city, they found it burned with fire, and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. It cost greatly to go outside of the will of God. It may for the moment seem like It's a relief from the pressures of living in the center of God's will. But it always costs more in the long run to walk out of God's will into our own ways and into worldly wisdom. David ran outside of the will of God He wanted to get relief from the stress of Saul's constant pursuit. And in doing that, he used worldly wisdom. He said, if I go outside and live with the Philistines, Saul's never going to track me down. And Saul didn't. David reasoned, Saul will not seek my life. But he didn't count on his friends his own men seeking to take his life strange things happen when we walk outside the will of god but in god's great grace and great mercy there's an incredible promise that god dropped into david's heart in chapter 30, 18 and 19, we see the fulfillment of that promise that God spoke to him. David recovered everything. The Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder, or anything else they had taken. David brought back everything. In the physical world, Recovery sometimes is instantaneous. Sometimes it's a process. It could take weeks, months, years. And recovery looks different depending upon the person and the circumstance that they find themselves in. If you find yourself in that perfect storm, and you're in the will of God don't jump boat if you find yourself in incredible difficulties but you know that you know you're right where God wants you don't make a move it can be incredibly costly David did Sometimes we suffer in life because those around us they jump ship they go out of the will of God and we suffer as a consequence of their decisions sometimes we simply suffer because of our own decision our own self will but how do you recover how do we recover from our losses? In this passage of Scripture, I believe are three basic principles that will help us when we are suffering loss, when it seems like the bottom has fallen out and the sky is falling down on top of us. These principles will help you and help me as we face the difficulties of the journey. The first thing I want you to notice, that David recovers from his losses through finding strength in God. Through finding strength in God. In verses 4 to 6, David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Now David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and daughters. His own men, the men that he had gathered around him, were now talking about taking David's life. Sometimes when problems come into our lives, and we face unbelievable stresses, we look for a scapegoat. We look for someone to blame. We look to throw stones at someone. And that's what's happening here. David's men are so filled with grief and sorrow and so broken at what has happened that they want to take David's life. David thought it wasn't safe in Israel running from Saul. How about being surrounded by 600 men that are your friends and cohorts? And they're saying, okay, let's take his life. What David was experiencing at this moment is what the author of Hebrews talks about. Our Heavenly Father, in His gracious kindness towards us, allows us to go into difficulties and allows the circumstances to discipline us. Let me read to you what the writer of Hebrews says. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best that they knew how. But God disciplines is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. When God disciplines us, we can rebel or we can submit. Saul is an example of rebellion. God disciplined him, and Saul ran further and further and further away from God. David chose to run To God. He chose to find strength in his heavenly Father. And you see that the path that David took was a path into God's presence. Look at the text, verse 6. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Notice where he goes to the Lord his God. When we come into the presence of God, our trials are transformed into a means of grace in our lives. Rather than destroying us, God uses them to redeem us. The problems that you have in your life, when you submit them to God, they'll not destroy you but refine you. They'll not break you, but they'll build you. They'll not unmake you, but they'll make you. And that's what's happening at this moment, at this time in David's life. He's running into the presence of God. Now, his circumstances around him haven't changed yet. The men are still talking about stoning him. They're still weeping and crying. They're still emotional distraught. But inside... Inside David, there is mounting a strength that comes from waiting on the Lord. Psalm 25 reflects this strength that God gives to those who wait on him. It says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. David said, this poor man called, and the Lord heard him. And saved him out of all his troubles. See, the turning, the changing, starts inside David first. And then it impacts everyone around him. David influenced his people, those 600 men, to go outside of the will of God. And now they were suffering from that decision. But David now is going to influence them to go back into the will of God. And that's the always, always the safest place to be. He runs into the presence of God and finds strength in God. This passage also has reference to David encouraging himself in the Lord. And how did David do that? Well, we're going to take a look at that David strengthened himself through God's promises. He says, but David found strength in the Lord his God. What did he do? Well, if you look to an earlier occasion in David's life, where Jonathan came and strengthened him, in fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 23, it reads, Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in God. What did he do? Well, Jonathan began to say, You're under God's protection. My father's soul will not lay a hand on you. You'll be king over Israel. God's going to fulfill his purposes for you and in your life. What he did is he reminded David of his promises. God's promises. Now, David, I believe, is doing that as well. He's reminding himself when those men are threatening to kill him, when everything seems like the bottom has fallen out and it just seems like it's cloudy days and dark nights, David is taking refuge in the promises of God. I want to ask you, what promise is giving you strength for the journey. Your children that seem like they've gone in the wrong direction. Your finances that seems like it's gone south. Your circumstances that are f- far different than you would anticipated a number of years ago. You would never have thought you would be in the place you are today. But you are in that place. What promise are you going to the word of God with and Taking and finding strength in. God has written you promises and your name is on some of those promises. Promises that were meant to guide your life. Promises that would be a light on your way, even when it was dark. I like what Corey Ten Boone said. Let God's promises shine on your problems. David is going to meditate on the promises. He's going to memorize the promises. He's going to mention those promises to God and to himself. You can't live the Christian life. You can't live in the storms that come your way without standing on the promises and praying over the promises. That's what gets you through. The difficult times that are part of the journey. So David is going to run into the presence of God. And by faith now, through faith now, in God's presence, he's going to lay hold of those promises and he's going to resurrect them in his life. What promises do you have to resurrect in your life? What promises do you have to remember that God has spoken in the past? Now, David takes those promises, is in God's presence, and he's going to recover from his losses through seeking the face of God. Don't lose this. Don't forget this. Seeking the face of God. In chapter 30, verses 7 to 8, he calls for Abathar, the priest, and he has ephod and He discerns the will of God, and God speaks to David, because David is inquiring of the Lord. David is now praying to God. The last time he did this was in chapter 23. And David, for 16 months, we have no record of him praying and inquiring of the Lord. He's just going by worldly wisdom. He's just going by his own gut feelings. But now... David has hit a wall, and he's finally lifting up his eyes to whence cometh his help. His help comes from the Lord. Now, David begins to simply pray. He prays. If your troubles are deep-seated or long-standing, try kneeling. Get down on your knees. God's going to speak divine direction to him. Now, when God gives you direction in the place of prayer and communion with God, remember this. Write it down. He doesn't give generalized prescriptions. He gives individualized advice. What he tells your brother What he tells your sister may not be exactly the same thing that he tells you. So you have to hear God for yourself. There were times in David's life where he inquired from the Lord and he said, God said, David, it's not going to work out well. Exit that city. They're going to turn against you. David, don't do this, but do that. There are some who've come out of a bad relationship or some whose marriage has crumbled and fallen apart. Sometimes God says, close the chapter and move on. Sometimes God will say, no, you go and seek reconciliation. You build the bridge. You try and change that circumstance. But only God can tell you what to do. Now, if you're in a difficult place, seek wisdom. Seek guidance. Don't try and navigate on your own. Seek the Lord. and Seek help. With God, one size doesn't fit all. We're not all size nine and a half. God knows where you are on the journey. He knows what circumstances you're in. And if you'll listen and you'll simply ask him, he will give direction. That's what's happening. Now, look at this passage of Scripture. God is my strength and power. He makes my way perfect. That's what's happening in prayer. At this moment, at this hour, at this time, David is being strengthened on the inner man. See, David had to discover, he had to realize his strength, his ability was not in his military skills. It was not in his charisma. It was in his relationship with God. Your success is determined by your relationship to God. Everything rises or falls on that. And that's where David is. He's recognizing now, and he will write later in his life, God is my strength and power. He makes my way perfect. So to simply listen to God, because there are some who have been stuck in some movie in their mind of the past, and they're trying to reach back and reclaim it. There are some who have frozen the frame of their mind, and they want to live back in that moment that's gone. That's why simply saying, Oh God, I hear you. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you were in a job once where you had a six-figure income. That's not the case anymore. When you recover from your losses, it doesn't mean that you're going to have the same income. But it does mean that God will give you wisdom wherever you're at. And he'll give you peace. And you'll recover that relationship with him and You'll be strong because your strength is in the Lord. You might be in a circumstance where things have changed for you. And it's so important in that moment to recognize that God is with you. And his presence is what you most need in life. To seek him, to know him. One of the difficulties of our culture... As we worship youth, that's why we can't enjoy aging. We worship some moment in the past and want to freeze life on that instead of enjoying the journey that goes forward. If we looked at things from God's perspective and from a biblical worldview life would be so much more enjoyable. And here, David is going to find his strength in God. So David, how does he recover from his losses? Well, David recovers from his losses by simply... Seeking the face of God. By seeking strength in God. He, he goes into God's presence. He goes into the word and takes the promise that was for him. And then David seeks God's face. He realized that, that in his presence is our strength. In his presence is our purpose. In his presence is our help. David gets clear, clear, clear direction from God. And David's going to do a third thing that's essential. You have to put it in the equation. We recover from our losses through obeying God's voice. Obeying the voice of God. David inquires of the Lord. Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You certainly will overtake them and succeed in the rescue.
0: The more we learn of David's story, the more we see how God can use an imperfect person to do incredible things. God can and wants to use you too. Did you know that God has a special and exciting plan for your life? He has designed you to fit that plan exactly and will give you the strength you need for every task. All you need to do is seek Him for guidance and lean on Him for your source of power. Pastor Ed will continue teaching about the life of David on the next edition of Building in Faith. But you can find more messages right now by visiting our radio website, buildinginfaithradio.com. Be sure to visit our church homepage as well by clicking on Back to the Homepage. There, you'll be greeted by a daily scripture and some exciting events coming up for us here at Faith Assembly. We know how important finding a church home is to the Christian walk. And if you've not yet found that for your own life, why not join us? We'd be honored to meet you and share a time of worship and Bible study with you. We gather together each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Location information and directions are on our website. That address again is buildinginfaithradio.com. As our time with you comes to a close, we'd like to say thank you for joining us today. We pray your day is blessed by God and that you continue to seek Him in your personal journey of faith. Pastor Ed will have more to share from the Word of God on the next edition of Building in Faith.